welcome back to Life on the Other Side of Should. This is Ursula, and I am joined, as always, by Sonia. This is where you say hi, Sonia. Hello. <laughs> oh, today, Sonia, not. I'm sorry. Hi, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> and then today. Yeah, uh, I did what you said. As one should. So, <laughs> Life on the Other Side of Should. There you go. And then today, Sonia and I are actually joined by Dr. Corinne Rogers. So, hey, Corinne. Hey. So Corinne, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a founding member of the SheHive, uh, what we're now called partners. And I am a clinical psychologist. I specialize in binge eating disorder and work with a lot of people, um, particularly women on empowerment. And I have a private practice in uh, Pleasant Ridge. Well, Corinne, thank you so much, one, for being a founding member of the SheHive. Like, Corinne was one of the very first people that ever walked into a SheHive class, and she's like, she had said, um, I can't even remember what the class was, but we were talking about, like, lifelong dreams and goals, and you're like, I want to have a woman's um, um, circle, a therapy group, basically, and I'm like, well, I didn't even know Corinne. I'm like, try it here, <laughs> you know? and this is one of the very happy accidents where I was what, much too trusting of everybody in the world. And thank God this one really worked out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Corinne and I have been together at the SheHive for like four years now. Oh my gosh. Oh, over four years. Yeah. Wow. So it's so cool. So Corinne, thanks for joining us. Um, Sonia and I were talking about what we really wanted to talk about today. Um, and we want to talk about resolutions because it's that time of the year. And, and Sonia's like, we have got to get Corinne in on this conversation. <laughs> So um, one of the traditions that we have started at the SheHive, so this will be, the, I think, the fourth year that we've done this, we, I have done this, is what I am now referring to as the annual state of the shoulds. And so this is that time of year where everybody's like, new year, new me, you know? And um, so one of the things I like to do is go to Google and, and um, Google um, things I should do every single day. And if you want the, um, the full list of things that I should do every day. So what I do is I take all the results from the front page and I type them out and I categorize them. And the list grows every year. This year, I, um, um, I, I typed in things I should do every day in 2020 because I wanted to get a little bit more specific to the year. Plus, I just didn't want to get the same results as last year. So the list keeps growing. So how many things do you think came up from all the articles on the front page of things you should do every day? Mm, I'm going to say 328. Okay, 328. What do you think? Karen? I was going to guess thousands. Oh, well, you guys are actually both very generous. It was 269 this year. Oh. That's how many things. So, But that was only like nine articles and three videos. They had listed 269 things we should do every day. And I'm not going to read the whole list to you. Um, I did that last year and that was the entire podcast. And we actually have stuff we want to talk about this time. But what I do, like I said, I categorize them. And I want to, this year was a little different than years past. Because this year, instead of just things you should do, there was an awful lot of directive of how you should be. Mm. And so I am going to read to you the 41 ways you should be according to the front page of Google. <laughs> So in 2021, you should unmercifully pursue your dreams. Unmercifully, I can't say that. By the way, listen and see if you can figure out which one was, were, written, were written by men. You should not give up too easy. You should do your best. You should never wait for things. You should be prolific. You should be relentless and never give up. You should compete against people better than you. Men. 
men. You should take risks. You should spot chances. You should be honest with yourself. You should talk through your fear of missing out. You should be brave, but you should never be afraid to ask for advice. You should never be too proud to apologize. You should recognize when you're wrong and you should make amends. You don't need to be precious and protective of things. You should precious. be more concerned with precious. precious I yes. like that. <laughs> don't be precious. <laughs> don't be precious. And fuck you. I'm going to be precious if I want to. Can't you tell by the don't way. Be, don't be precious with you. a big giant list of telling me how I should be. But anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, you you um, should not be more concerned with your character than your reputation. You should take each day as a fresh start. Whoa, you should feel whoa, your... whoa, whoa, <laughs> yes. whoa, whoa. Becca, you should You should not be more what was the character and reputation? You should be more worried about your reputation than your character. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally read that wrong. You okay. should be more concerned with your character than your reputation. Whoops. I'm like, wow, that's a bad one. <laughs> Although I bet you somewhere out there that there is something that says that you should be more concerned with your reputation than your actual character. Um, and it's probably um, under the guise of a sales funnel somewhere. So, um, you, should, <laughs> you should take each day as a fresh start. You should feel your negative emotions and then let them pass. You um, don't want to let your feelings consume you though. So um, you want to live in trust and trustworthiness. You don't want to allow your life to become a clumsy series of unplanned events and outcomes. You shouldn't complain. Uh, you should use the five by five rule. If it's not going to matter in five years, then don't spend more five, more than five minutes upset about it. You should respect your limits. You should perceive your needs. You should stop the unnecessary criticism of not being able to do the other 26 things I just said. You should hit the brakes and slow down while you're, you know, unrelentlessly, unmercifully pursuing your life dreams. Um, you should embrace change and be adept. You should be less interested in how important you become and more interested in the difference you make. You should make every day a great day, which by the way, don't feel your negative emotions on that day. You should replace people pleasing and the need for approval with confidence. You should be uh, ready to set new standards and higher than the ones you have today. You should constantly evolve. You should pay attention to your needs. You should have positive self-talks. You should stay true to yourself. You should take your feelings seriously. You should increase your commitment to actively and consciously creating your future. You should prioritize your personal development and your self-improvement, and you should discipline yourself to seek out answers, do research, and look for solutions rather than problems. So, you know, totally doable list That's there. exhausting. <laughs> I, I glazed over after like the third one. I was done. You know, and it, 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 so every year this list makes me giggle, right? And I do it, you know, partially just to, you know, because it's just so funny how much people tell us we should be doing, you know, what we should be doing. And now that's telling us how we should be being, right? Um, and, you know, it makes me giggle, but it also makes me sad as hell because I remember years past where I would write down, you know, December 31st, these are all the things I'm going to do with my life starting tomorrow. You know, I'm going from, I'm going to brush my teeth at 7am. I'm going to wake up at, you know, this time I'm going to exercise. I'm not going to eat more than this many calories. You know, I'm going to read every day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think I would do it maybe if one day, if I wasn't hung over on December, you know, on January 1st, and then I would break it and feel like shit. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I hate that these lists exist, that all of these people are, and in and of itself, most of it isn't bad advice, like any one single thing. But um, so it just, it's that time of year where I'm thinking a lot about the things that people should, uh, should, should on us, when people should on us a lot this time of year, it's the should season, right? So, um, and so it makes me think about like, 
what should we be doing to set ourselves up right for the new year? Or should we be doing anything at all? I, I think there's something, I think there's something um, organic about creating goals for ourselves. And I don't think that any time we create goals is necessarily toxic. Um, and in my experience, when I have time off from my usual job or my usual tasks, I will start dreaming about the woman I want to be. This includes when I go on vacation, so it can not just be, you know, uh, the first of the year. So I, I think there's something um, about having time away that we can just forgive it because you know, having next week off means that I will naturally look towards how I want my life to be from there forward. Mm -hmm. And I think what those of us who are empowered to do are like fuck resolutions and this whole culture is bullshit. That is true. It's also okay if you want to set some goals from your, for yourself. And because you have next week off, it falls on the first week of January. Yeah. Give So I shouldn't set resolutions is also a fuck that should. Mm-hmm. I think the the problem we run into, and I have many times myself, is that we we run into absolutes. These are like these are five things I will do. Absolutely, if I don't do them the way I wrote them to the letter, it's a failure, and I might as well just wash it all away. And I think that that's what people keeps people from kind of going back. You know, obviously shame keeps people from going back. Probably to like, oh, I, I'm embarrassed that I. I told people I was going to do this thing, or I told myself even though I was going to do this thing, I didn't do it. But I know for me, um, it's the, the I do not do resolutions, but I do goal setting as guidelines. And so, like I had one last year that I would I wanted to read one book a month. I read eight this this year. That's more than I've ever read in a year. So I'm very happy with that being yeah. a completed resolution. Uh, what are your thoughts, Corinne? Yeah, well, what I know about goal setting is that goals need to be specific, measurable, and they need to be based on your starting point. So for example, Sonia, if you read one book in 2018, your realistic measurable goal that was based on you could have been, I will read two books in 2020. And I made, I said it wrong, but you yeah. did. Yeah, and yeah, so you, you start from where you are and you just add one. Mm -hmm. And that is actually small, measurable, and based on you. It's an individualized thing. Yeah. I, you know, I love that because I think of, you know, when I really look at the way I was taught resolutions, it was like an all in, I'm going to change my life. Right. And, and, you know, when I really look at, and I do love this downtime to really think about, you know, you know, is life working for me and what else might I want to do. And I set directional goals, not um, like I want to be more this or less that, um, you know, so to, to take some time and think, think about that, I think makes much more sense to me, you know, th these flipping lists of, you know, you must do all of these things though, just drives me crazy, particularly because humans have, you know, are, are, we have an ability to remember two, maybe three things. You know? Yeah. Well, and that holy list you read was so freaking vague. Like, where do I yeah. even begin? And yeah. so that would be the other thing. It's like, if you want to set goals for yourself, cool. But how do you set the goal of, I want to feel great 
and then break it down into things that might actually help me feel great. And then what does that look like on a weekly basis? What does that look like on a daily basis? Yeah. You know, like unrelentlessly, unapologetically pursuing my dreams. Oh, well, thank you for that vagueness. (laughs) More like I'm going to update my resume. Well, that might take me until March. And then starting in March, then I'm going to learn how to write a cover letter. And so it could be that the whole goal of applying for a new job takes me a whole year, but why don't I be realistic and kind about how I write that down and the steps that it takes. And the biggest piece in all of that is kind. How do I be kind to myself? You know, nobody has ever approached, um, I've never heard kind and resolutions in the same like conversation before. Like, you know, to me, resolutions are very, um, punitive. Yes. Punitive. That's, that's a great word. Like you must do these things or you will be like, Sonia said, a complete and utter fucking failure. I'm paraphrasing. Of course. Right. Oh no. I would, that's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I like that. Like, I love the idea of thinking about, you know, what would be kind to me, you know, how could I be kinder to myself? What would that look like? You know? And, um, I love that. Sonia, in particular, I know that who had some questions about resolutions and um, in 2021? Yeah, so that was one of the reasons that we reached out to you is I know a lot of people are struggling with the pandemic this year. I know a lot of people that thrived this year. I did myself as well through, through parts of the year, which, you know, you, again, I don't go around flag waving it like, oh, I, I did really great through less of this year. It's been challenging in itself, but Um, I know people are struggling with the idea of should I even bother with resolutions or even sort of goal setting for next year because it seems so um, just so vague in itself as well as as to what the year is going to hold. And I've had a few conversations with people that they keep seeing obviously like these keywords of your goal should be resilience for the next year and you know, and that's, that's kind of a shitty way to talk to people who feel like all I've done has been resilient this whole past year, you know, to keep my head above water, or that's how I, how I've really sort of thrived through this. So um, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, well, I mean, resilience is kind of vague in and of itself, right? And um, survival could be one definition of resilience. So if, if your resolution list looks like I will survive 2021, sweet, right? Like that would be, but, but yeah. does that mean um, I, I'm simply alive at the end of the year? Or does it mean I survived with still paying my rent or I survived um, my marriage or, right? Like, so again, you can make that specific, but the thing I really like when you talk about mental health goal setting is to talk about feelings. So when I think of when I think of resilience, I think of I feel strong, I feel content, and I feel capable. And so that's going to look different for everyone, but to break down resilience into the feelings I want to have about me could be a way of making it more specific and tailored and individualized. That's awesome. It is. I love that. One of the things Sonia and I have been talking about a lot lately is um, I've been introduced, um, you know, I do leadership coaching and I've actually been, um, and I'm not telling you guys that, you know, that I'm telling you it for the, uh, the listeners. And so I've recently been introduced to a different type of leadership coaching and um, it's leader, it's called ontological, 
right? So it's the, it's the, it's coaching a person to be instead of teaching them something, it's actually helping them understand how they want to be. It's very much like you just said, Corinne, like I'm identifying not what I want to do, but how I want to be, what feelings I want to feel. And, um, and I love that idea of shaping my next year with this is how I want to be. And then this is what that looks like, right? So how do I want to be, or what do I want to feel this next year? I want to feel confident. I want to feel capable. You know, I love that you have all those emotions. Like I still have to pull out my emotions wheel sometimes, but you know, <laughs> I love that Corinne has all of those, those words. I really sometimes, love sometimes I pull out the wheel too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Validating we, that. Yes. I think we need to make a she high branded emotions wheel. <laughs> Agreed. 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 Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I really, I, I love that idea of instead of these are the things that I'm going to do, right? This is mm -hmm. what I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to feel. And I can use that then as a litmus test to make all my choices for the next year. Does this make me feel more capable or confident or any of those things? Yeah, it's exactly. interesting. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Corinne. No, please. I was gonna say, it's interesting. I've been reading for the, and I know Ursula read part of it too, um, the book, The Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and I love the idea of, he speaks of, of sort of goal setting to be, um, I am to speak and I am. So it's like, you know, meaning the overall arching thing is instead of saying, I'll read X amount of books, it's I, I, I am a reader. And yes. sort of taking the pressure off of, and, and you do have to do the planning as well. Everything that you said, Corinne, of, of, you know, tangible goals and things like that. But to actually say, you know, what would a reader be like? You know, would a reader make time to read? Of course, you know, and, and would that be something that's more of a priority in their life? I, I love the idea of, of, again, being in the I am instead of I will do. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, a great way to frame it. And, I, you know, as we're talking, I'm also thinking sometimes we're going to have to make mistakes or feel the opposite of how we want to feel to even get to the point where we're like, oh, there was my goal there. Now I want to go back and learn from what I don't want and recreate some specific behaviors and changes that I'm going to make because that right there was how I don't want to feel anymore. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, if I want to feel confident means that we walked in to a store and someone pushed in front of us in line, it was like, oh, I didn't stand up for myself. That's where I see my lack of confidence. Now I'm going to go find some skills and talk to some people and learn some new ways of being. So the next time someone walks in front of me in line, I'm ready to say something that means standing up for me. Yeah. I like that. I love it so much. I, I wish that like, this is one of those like I wish we had call-in users because I want to like start like helping people like set <laughs> different goals. Um, actually, the, so uh, when Corinne and Sonia and I first got online and we were just doing some chit chat before we actually started the podcast today, um, we were talking about you know you know the topic that we wanted to talk about and everything. And Sonia said something about you know we were talking about you know you should be resilient in 20, uh, 2021. And Sonia said you know, when we're all just trying to hang on right now. And Corinne actually had a really cool um, observation, well, not observation, truth, and about actually that's not true. We're not all just trying to hang on right now. So you want to say a little bit more about that, Corinne? Because I think this yeah, is really well, interesting. Yeah, I have the pleasure of knowing people's private thoughts, being a therapist and all. And one of the things that some people 
are embarrassed about is how well they're doing because we have somehow culturally decided that 2020 is a dumpster fire and no one's okay and we all hate this year and we can't wait for it to be over but there is this whole subset of people who aren't saying it out loud because they will say in their session I kind of feel bad for this but I am thriving my kids are thriving my life is so much better because we've eliminated all this social bullshit we've eliminated all these family obligations we've eliminated the FOMO it's like I'm gonna miss out on everything and suddenly it's like oh shit this is what I needed all along and so I I, I just want to validate for those of you who are doing great it's okay that you're doing great just and, like it's okay if you're not yeah, yeah. well it, you know thank you for that because I'm going to tell you 90% of the conversations I've had with my therapist this year have been about like, I don't feel bad. <laughs> like I keep waiting for that shoe to drop where I'm like, I'm missing out on everything. And I'm like, I fucking don't ever want to go back out into there. And, and I shouldn't say it like that, but, um, but we have that conversation all the time. Like I, she, I'm like, I feel like I'm thriving. Like I'm at home. I, I choose the energy that comes into my space. I choose who I'm with. I just, I have so much more control and my life is slower and I love it. You know, like there's so many good things and even I'm actually not looking forward to the day where the expectation goes back to the way it used to be, you know, that I have to, you know, travel 30 minutes each day, you know, and 30 minutes on a good day to work when I can do my work sitting right here in my pajamas every single day, you know, or, you know, something of that. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate you saying that out loud, Corinne, because I'm one of those people that's been whispering it to their therapist behind this, you know, in close quarters, like, I'm doing okay, <laughs> you know? I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm the, the person who has, um, if we go back just a little bit in the conversation, setting the goals that I did for the year, um, kind of in a sense, in, in some ways, made me bulletproof for this year meaning like it, it just happened to work out like this is a great year to read 12 books you know yeah <laughs> with, with all this time that you get to to yourself because you don't have all the social obligations and things um and there are lots of portions of this where I thrive because I did, a, did did the atomic habits approach of I am so my first thing was I'm a reader I'm an athlete those are the things I focused on and so when the pandemic happened and I couldn't go to gyms I was still an athlete so I I did at home programs I, I thrived through all of that it actually stripped all, all the things away and I could work on things specifically that I wanted to work on. But the third thing for me is that I am extremely an extrovert. And so I've had to kind of, you know, for the lack of a better phrase in the moment, put my big girl pants on and kind of deal with those emotions of, of like, I really get a lot of energy in social situations. So in that way, I haven't thrived in the sense that I want, like that's been really hard to not have um, ran, running people people in coffee shops and having random dinners, uh, I sort of recharge that way, but it did give me an opportunity to see that there's other sides to me and I can recharge in other ways. Yeah, that was one of the things that was so shocking for me too, is because I am such an extrovert. What I've come to find out about myself this year, and I'm not saying this is the case for you, Sean, you just totally the case for me, is that I think I was an extrovert um, because I didn't want to pay attention to the thoughts that were going on when I was by myself and quiet. Mm. And I still love being with people, but I love being with people I, I could choose to be with. And, um, and, 
and I get a lot of energy from being in a group and, you know, having great conversations, all these things, but I am starting to love that time away from all the noise and everybody else's energy and actually hearing my own thoughts and processing them. And it's, it's something I have, I have always filled up my headspace with the energy of everybody else. So I didn't listen to what was going on in my own head. And like I said, again, only me, not saying that this is anybody else, but I've discovered I might actually be an ambivert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this, as soon as a vaccine is out, I'm getting it and shit's getting weird. I'm hugging everybody. (laughs) I'm touching strangers. Corinne, I'm going to hug you and your cute new bangs. Like you don't even know. (laughs) So y'all better get used to to getting freaky because it's gonna get weird. I did not know that I was so much of a hugger until I couldn't hug people for a full year, and now it's on. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you either until one day at the Shein. So Sanja is part of my COVID pod. So although apparently COVID pods aren't supposed to be a thing, I heard today. But anyway, it's part of my COVID pod. So we actually pretty much quarantine, and then so we can spend time together um, at the Shein. And one day you're like, I just need somebody to hug me, and I'm like, Where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> so we ran and put on our masks and hugged. <laughs> Corinne. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it it's. Fascinating. And, and let me just say, I, I know we all know this, but I'll just say it out loud. We are coming from a place of privilege. If we were hungry, if we were unemployed, mm. this would yeah. all be different. And we'd be having a different conversation. So nobody needs to tell us that we're going to acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. So, true. Uh, but there is so much which gets revealed when we have to stop all the normalcy and completely step back from life. And if we want, we can see this as a big gift. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation. And please know, dear listener, we are giving you permission to see the gifts that have come out of what everyone else has decided is a dumpster fire. There is something to be gained from stepping back and removing all the noise. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, um, I hate, I absolutely hate, like, I know because we're not, you know, we, again, acknowledging the privilege because we're not hungry. We're not worried about losing our homes and, you know, all of that kind of stuff um, that it's different. And I hate seeing people like this year sucked. You know, there's a lot of bad things that happened this year. Um, or I see a lot of um, people like, you know, joking memes right now about, well, you know, like showing what, you know, their, their plans were at, you know, December, 2019. And they're like, guess that was a waste. And it, it makes me sad because even though so much is out of our control, there's still so much we can control ourselves. Right. And how it is we want, like, I can still control how I want, like, I can still, to Sonia's point, if I have decided that I'm going to be an athlete and a reader, I control that no matter what the circumstances surrounding me, right? You can be an athlete at home. You can, unless I guess it's, you know, I'm a cross country runner that's always outside or something of that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. But so I hate, you know, I love the idea of taking a look at what the lesson was, what I learned about this from me. And also what is it that I can control? Because the fact of the matter, doesn't matter what happens around me if I've decided I'm a reader I just have to like if circumstances around me change I just change the way that I'm a reader or the way that I'm an athlete and and it's a it's the thing of too of acknowledging like shitty things can happen but it doesn't make life shit Mm -hmm. I lost I lost people close to me this year to COVID Um, lots of my friends family members died I you know we lost people we loved that was shit that was shit and and 
politics were shit and things were shit, but there was a lot that was good. And again, it is the privilege that I had this year of, I didn't lose work, I gained work. Um, everything, everywhere that I could, I pivoted. Like, have I been depressed as an extrovert this year? Absolutely. Have I felt panicked this year? Absolutely. Has this year been shit? No, no. I, I just keep trying to say, as I just said, things can be shitty, but it doesn't make, you know, shitty things can happen, but it doesn't make life shitty. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're almost at the end of our time together today because um, I could talk about this forever, but I actually know Sonia, who is a human, um, what is his name? Cavity Charlie. I'll slap you around, I swear to God. So Cavity Charlie is the official name of the, the, the man that's in the, the game operation. In case you didn't know, I just learned this recently. That's his name, right? Uh, but anyway, anyway, mm -hmm. um, but she's an official cavity Charlie that's always at the doctor's office for something because she advocates for herself and takes care of her health. So anyway, she's got to run to the you know So we got to get going. <laughs> but so final words. What? Why are you, why are you putting my business out there, Ursula? Why are you doing that? <laughs> um, because I can. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I go too far? Did I step a boundary? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're. We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> oh shit, I feel like I'm really, really in fucking trouble right now. <laughs> so with Friends that, confront boundary crossings. That's right. That's and right. it's important that we trust that we can have confrontations and still have great friendships. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. This is healthy. Trans translation is I'm gonna kick her ass when I see her. That's a translation. <laughs> with hugs. I'm gonna with kick hugs. your ass with, with hugs. Us. Yes. So yeah. I'm not gonna be in the office for the next three weeks anyway. <laughs> Oh, with that though, <laughs> I'll be avoiding. Um, what do you want for your next year for yourself? What's one thing, what's one thing you want to feel or be in your next in the 2021 for yourself? I want to feel I have a credit of energy, that I have surplus energy. I like that. What about you, Sonia? Um, I want to feel confident in the direction that I'm going in. I think all the way in all areas of my life, actually going forward with a little more confidence than I have. Okay. Um, I want to work feel like personal, I'm, all this stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, I want to feel like I'm not crossing back my friend, Sonia. Um, <laughs> um, too late. <laughs> too late. I am sorry. I really didn't. Um, so I, I'm, I'm totally teasing. I'm totally teasing. I, I know. I am. I, I think what I want to feel in the next year is more, I, this year I felt a lot of peace, which is, I don't know how else to say that. And again, it's one of those, like, I feel bad for saying it, but I felt a lot of peace and I want to feel at peace again in the new year. So that's what I really want. So any final thoughts for our listeners before we take off? However you're feeling about this year is absolutely perfect. You are enough. You've been doing enough. And how you feel is right. And I don't think we can add anything to that. So thank you very much. Everybody have a great, <laughs> great uh, happy year. And we will see you again. Bye. Happy New Year, ladies. Happy New Year. Happy New year. Okay.